If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. To you and welcome to CBS This Morning. It's Friday. That's a good thing. January 8th, 2021. I'm Gail King with Anthony Mason. That is Tony DeCoble. New developments overnight in the aftermath of the violent assault on Capitol Hill, including, as Anthony just said, the death of a police officer who responded to the right. He was allegedly hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Think about that for just a second. Five people are now dead after a pro-Trump mob stormed the building following a speech by the president terrorizing those inside and in most cases walking out without being arrested. Law enforcement are looking for dozens of people who were involved as part of an investigation that could now include homicide charges. Jeff Begay is on Capitol Hill. He was also there for the riot. Jeff, what do we know? Well, good morning. A lot of the focus this morning is on that fallen officer who died from injuries sustained during that violent riot. I want you to take a look at this real, really stirring image of police officers gathered here at the Capitol last night, flashing their lights in unison as a show of respect. Capitol Police says that expresses its deepest sympathies to Officer Brian Sicknick's family and friends on their loss and mourns the loss of a friend and colleague. The violent domestic terrorism seen on Capitol Hill on Wednesday killed Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, a 12-year veteran who most recently served in the department's first responder unit. In a statement, Capitol Police said Officer Sicknick collapsed after a confrontation with violent rioters, and his death is being investigated as a possible homicide. Sicknick's death comes hours after the U.S. Capitol Police Chief and House and Senate Sergeants at Arms stepped down after outrage from the police union and both sides of the aisle on Wednesday's security failures. They could have killed us all. They could have destroyed the government. The Justice Department is investigating stolen electronic items and documents possibly containing sensitive national security information. Thousands of National Guard troops deployed into Washington overnight to help secure the city. CBS News has learned that some of the rioters involved in Wednesday's attack have remained in the area, and new intelligence shows that they may be planning more attacks in the city and on federal buildings. A full manhunt is on as the FBI and D.C. police search airports and hotels for rioters who ransacked the Capitol. The FBI released this photo of a person believed to be responsible for the pipe bombs found in D.C. on Wednesday, offering a $50,000 reward for any information. More than 50 people have already been charged with crimes related to the violence, including those with a semi-automatic weapon and 11 Molotov cocktails. There are also warning signs on social media that Inauguration Day may be their next target. 
A post on a white supremacist Telegram channel says it is the next date on the calendar that the pro-Trump and other nationalist crowds will potentially converge on the Capitol again. This has kind of broken the veil of uh, protection here at the Capitol. Despite the hovering threats of the inauguration, the inaugural committee is moving ahead with the planning. The Secret Service tells us that they are moving ahead with their security planning for the event, which is in just 12 days. Meanwhile, as far as the investigation into what happened here on Wednesday, the FBI says it has gotten about 4,000 tips so far. Tony. Planning and preparation always helps. That's why we would have uh, liked to have seen it more on January 6th. Jeff, thank you very much. In a new video message, President Trump is finally condemning the violence at the U.S. Capitol and admitting he is leaving office. But it must be said that that is only after months and even years of stoking the anger that exploded in this week's attack. Ben Tracy is at the White House for us this morning. Ben, good morning to you. Tony, good morning. So the president is attempting a complete 180 here. On Wednesday, he called members of this violent mob attacking the Capitol special people. Now faced with resignations from top administration officials and the threat of being impeached again, he says he's outraged by the violence. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. In a video produced by the White House, President Trump last night finally condemned the violence carried out in his name. You do not represent our country. But this is what the president said the day before. We love you. You're very special. And what he said at his rally before the assault on the Capitol may be investigated by U.S. attorneys for leading to the violence. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. The president is also now falsely claiming he immediately deployed the National Guard to stop the attack on the Capitol. He did not. The violence went on for hours, and the Guard only arrived after Vice President Mike Pence got involved. Mr. Pence, who the president is attacking for not trying to change the election result, did not come to the White House Thursday. CBS News has learned the two men are barely speaking to each other. At least seven White House officials have now resigned in protest, plus two members of the cabinet, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos and Secretary of Transportation Elaine Chao. She is married to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and former Attorney General Bill Barr, who left the administration just last month, delivered a blistering rebuke, saying in a statement that orchestrating a mob to pressure Congress is inexcusable and calling the president's conduct a betrayal of his office. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. President Trump appears to finally be resigned to the fact, after two months, that President-elect Biden will be sworn in after misleading his supporters about false allegations that the election was stolen. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. Some of the president's usual allies want him to resign before Inauguration Day. The conservative editorial board of The Wall Street Journal, which is owned by Rupert Murdoch, says his best path would be to take personal responsibility and resign, adding it is best for everyone, himself included, if he goes away quietly. The president has given no indication he intends to resign or go away quietly. Anthony. Yeah, and he still has not conceded that he lost, Ben. Thank you very much.
House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer are calling for President Trump to be removed from office. They want Vice President Pence and the Cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment. Nancy Cordes is on Capitol Hill. Nancy, what's the latest on that? Well, Anthony, Democrats are pushing the president's now dwindling cabinet to swiftly invoke the 25th Amendment, declaring him unfit for office, replacing him with Vice President Mike Pence for the final 12 days of his term. But so far, they've gotten no formal response from the cabinet. The VP won't take their calls. And so now they're working on a plan B. This is urgent. This is emergency of the highest magnitude. Calling President Trump dangerous, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi declared he should be removed following this week's insurrection at the Capitol. Democrats plan to talk today about a backup plan. If the 25th Amendment isn't invoked, the next best thing is impeachment ASAP. And it wasn't just Democrats. Illinois Republican Adam Kinzinger. It's time to invoke the 25th Amendment and to end this nightmare. All indications are that the president has become unmoored, not just from his duty, nor even his oath, but from reality itself. Other Republicans, like Senator Marco Rubio, called out their own GOP colleagues, saying they misled supporters by suggesting that the election results could be overturned. Criminals are responsible for their own conduct. Senator Ted Cruz rejected that accusation, though he did find fault with the president. I think his his angry rhetoric was was reckless and I think it was harmful. But not harmful enough, allies say, to warrant removal. I don't support an effort to invoke the 25th Amendment now. South Carolina's Lindsey Graham has spent more time with Mr. Trump than nearly any other lawmaker. Do you believe, after spending so much time with him, that he is mentally unwell, as some of his aides have said? No, I think he's very frustrated. He thinks the election were stolen. I think he's uh, got some very bad advisors. In Wilmington, Delaware, President-elect Joe Biden argued the advisors are not the main problem. He unleashed an all-out assault on our institutions of our democracy from the outset. And yesterday was but the culmination of that unrelenting attack. Speaker Pelosi is holding a conference call with House Democrats at noon to gauge their interest in impeachment. They could skip the committee process, go straight to a vote on the House floor, but then the Senate would have to hold a trial. And Congress is out right now, not expected to return Gale until January 20th, Inauguration Day. Mm, that really cuts into the timeline, doesn't it? Thank you very much, Nancy. Republican Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska has blamed President Trump for the violent assault on the Capitol, calling it an inevitable and ugly outcome. He joins us now to discuss. Good morning to you, Senator Sass. Let's get right to the question that everybody's thinking and talking about. Should President Trump be impeached or should the 25th Amendment be invoked at this point? It's been quite a week. Well, Gail, first, thanks for having me on. And uh, my wife and kids and our prayers go out to the family yes. of Officer Shipnick yes. uh, and the families of the other four uh, who died as well. And we've obviously still got some other folks in critical condition. So let's just start by recognizing this as a day of, of mourning. Very good idea. Here's, here's, what, here's what happened on Wednesday. Um, uh, an insurrectionist mob 
tried to disrupt the people's house. The, the dome of the United States Capitol is the most powerful uh, symbol of freedom anywhere in the world. All over the world, there's actually polling that shows when you hear freedom or liberty, uh, the most common image that comes to anybody's mind anywhere in the world is the dome of the United States Capitol. An insurrectionist mob uh, came and marched on that Capitol after a rally with the President of the United States where he told them to come to the Capitol and to go wild. Yeah, we all know the that. That leads to the question. That leads to the question. Should the President of the United States be impeached with the 25th Amendment and vote? So I think we need to draw a distinction between two really important things. One is the objective fact about whether or not the president was involved uh, inciting this and whether or not the president of the United States, by his constant addiction to stoking division, was flagrant in his duties to his oath. That's unquestionable. He was flagrantly uh, disregarding his oath of office. So that, that's not in debate. The question is more of a prudential question. What is the best thing for America in mm -hmm. 2022 or 2032? The question isn't what's best for Donald Trump. Uh, at, a, at a human level, lots of us should have pity for the man, but at the level of the office, um, I don't really care what happens to, to Donald Trump the man in 2023. Uh, what I care about is what happens to the American people in 2023. What brings 85 and 90 and 95 percent of our people together? Um, the one thing that we know is that the American people rendered a judgment on Donald Trump's presidency and they said, go now. They want, they want him gone. And in 12 days, whatever the right math is, uh, Joe Biden is going to be the president. Senator so Sass, happens... uh, excuse me, but I'm really worried ahead, about no. time because uh, I understand everything you're saying. But here we are. We sit here today. There are actually people in that crowd that think President Trump was leading them to the Capitol. I saw interviews with people saying we're following the president. The question on the table right now is what do you think should happen to President Trump? Should there be consequences since everybody agrees, even as close as allies, agree that he has incited this? What should happen to him now? I, I, I see you dancing all around it saying, no, I'm, you know, I'm that's not, not dancing. I'm, well, I'm well dis just answer. I'm, okay, I don't Gail, mean to I'm be disrespectful. You know, I, you, know, I'm, okay. you know I'm a fan of you and your work. I don't hear you being disrespectful. Okay. But I disagree with you. You said the most important question right now is what happens to Donald Trump. That's yes. not right. The most important question is what happens to the United States people and this union 12 days and beyond. Donald Trump has acted shamefully. He has been in flagrant dereliction of his duty, and he will be remembered for having incited this and for having drawn more division into an already divided people. That, that is who Donald Trump is. That is what his legacy is going to be. But I disagree with you that the most important question is inside the next 12 days. Mm -hmm. The most important question is what happens to America after the next 12 days, and not just 12 weeks and 12 months from now, but 12 years from now. And so the House, if they come together and have a process, I will definitely consider whatever articles they might move, because as I've told you, I believe the, pre the president has disregarded his oath of office. He swore an oath to the American people to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. He acted against that. What he did was wicked. That said, the question of what the House does now and how the Senate responds to it over the next 12 days is a critically important question, mm -hmm. but the most important question is the prudential one of how we bring the country back together five and 10 and 15 years in the future, and there's a lot to be hashed out there. I want to say one thing particularly about what the House might move their articles on, though. Mm -hmm. I have been involved in an investigation that started last night trying to understand why the National Guard was not deployed Very when the People's question. House was 
under assault because I want to understand what was happening when the mayor of D.C. and ultimately uh, your previous story mentioned the failures of the, the Capitol Police and that's obviously true an investigation has already been launched there but when the mayor and the chief of police were calling on the Pentagon to make sure that they were getting the backup they needed uh, from the National Guard the National Guard wasn't deployed for hours as the House was being taken over uh, the, the Capitol the House and the Senate were being taken over by these violent uh, thugs um, yes. the National Guard wasn't being deployed we need to know why that happened yeah. they were ultimately deployed but where was the president in that process because one of the things we know is when we were in the Senate chamber trying to certify Joe Biden's rightful election we saw the vice president of the United States whisked out of our room by the Secret Service yeah. this is this is uh, kind of third I mean, world Senator Sass when you think about it you could have all been killed that day it is very chilling and very shocking when my brain goes there I'm just so relieved that everyone is safe outside of the five people that were killed very tragically and now President Trump is condemning them so really there's more to the story as you know it'll continue we thank you for your time this morning it thank is, you Gail thank you thank you for listening to the CBS this morning podcast be sure to subscribe to get your morning news in under 20 minutes and daily podcast original you can watch the CBS this morning broadcast Monday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on your local CBS station or live on the CBS all access app hey prime members you can listen to CBS mornings on the go ad free on Amazon music download the Amazon music app today or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS's weird Lord of the Flies-style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. Hi, I'm Misha Brown, and I'm the host of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop. Each episode, comedians join me to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently on The Big Flop, we looked at the reality TV show, The Swan. The problem, this dream opportunity quickly became a viewing nightmare. They were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts.